this is Sydney and Sierra and this is the Living Within Stigma podcast. Our mission is to cultivate a vulnerable conversation surrounding mental health for people of color. We vow to you and ourselves to be present and authentic. Together, we will create a space of hope. Okay. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Living Within Stigma. Yes. Um, today, as you guys know, this is the start of a new season. Season five or four? Four. Five? I think this is five. <laughs> is it five? I feel like it's five. I think it's five. <laughs> I really don't even know, but I feel like it is five. Yeah, I think it, yes, it's season five. Yes. It's crazy to think because Time, we were just, we were all talking about all three of us about how time is just like flying. I said three of us, but you guys haven't been our guests, who our guest is yet. But today we have a special guest. This is our first guest that has filmed with us more than once. So this is the second time on the show. Last time he was on our show, we talked about gut intuition. Um, and that was a great episode. So we had to have him back. And so I'm going to allow Jairi to introduce himself to you all again. Hey everyone, hey podcast community. I am Jari Clara. Like Sierra said, I am back for a second time. Um, so for those who don't know, I'm Jari Clara. I am a uh, recent graduate of North Carolina A&T State University with a bachelor of social work degree. And I am on my way and on my journey to pursue my master's at the University of Illinois at Chicago. Um, I look forward to just doing everything that involves social work. So I'm very passionate about helping people and pushing the world forward um, from Charlotte, North Carolina. And I'm just happy to be here today. So thank y'all for bringing me back. Yes, thank you for, thank coming. You for coming. Yes. So as you guys know, we've said this is season five, a new season. And this season is titled The Unmentionables. Have we decided that name, Sia? That's final, The Unmentionables? Yeah, it's final. Okay. <laughs> Unmentionables. So basically what that means in our kind of slang is things that no one wants to talk about. The real definition is of unmentionable is not fit or allowed to be mentioned or discussed, unspeakable, an unmentionable topic. So we just feel like there's a lot of things in mental health. There's things that are constantly talked about, but there's a lot of things that are just very much so pushed under the rug, never really very surface level information. And we're taking this opportunity to dig a little bit deeper, to get into the things that people don't want to talk about and are shying away from and really just educate so we can all be more educated and share our personal experiences and just, you know, help the masses, I guess. So Yes, that is this season. That's what it's going to be about. And we're going to talk about lots of different subjects that are unmentionable. Yes. And so we're really, we chose this because that really is like the whole aim of this podcast. And really like even Jairi saying like how his, with his life, um, working in, in that field of social work and just serving people in general. Um, I think it's all of our personal. And like I said, with the podcast, it's all of our missions to just like make the uncomfortable comfortable and like 
allow everyone to feel like everything is normal. There's no normal. Whatever you are is normal. Um, and everyone's story and everyone's experience is worth mentioning and you know, being able to express that freely and we should all be able to coexist um, with all these different realities and lifestyles. And so that's pretty much the goal of this season. And so we're excited to like get uncomfortable. Some of these conversations may be uncomfortable even for us to talk about, but it doesn't matter. You still have to push forward and talk about them. So how do you feel about the season um, theme? I'm excited for this season because I feel like um, I personally listen to podcasts. Uh, the pandemic really allowed me to have more time for things that I wouldn't have had time for. So these podcasts really has created a space for me to really like connect and think deeper and really, you know, hear feedback from others of like, how they're dealing with life, how they're coping, and you know, just how they're navigating um, the world. So I, I love this theme. I love what y'all are doing. And I'm excited to be back because I feel like this is so important. Um, and you never know who's listening or who, who may be inspired uh, or who may need answers on this journey. So I'm excited. Yeah. Realize I didn't even tell everybody what this episode is about. Talk about this yes. season. We didn't even get into what this episode is about. I'm sure everyone's yes. on each of their seats. This episode, we're going to be talking about LGBTQIA mental health. So even though there has been a lot of progress in society about mental health, I feel like there's a lot of things that are not spoken about in the LGBTQ community. Yeah. Um, and it's, I feel like it's something that's very important. And especially being Black, especially in the LGBTQ community, that is like an added thing to the mental health. So that is what we're going to be talking about today. Yes. And so for our top topic one, just going to read this off for you guys really quickly. Um, when we choose to emphasize someone's sexuality as an interesting part of their identity, whether to denounce it or celebrate it, we are declaring it abnormal. So this specifically refers to like the whole coming out notion and not even just that notion, but a lot of other notions where we just make, like we highlight, it's like a highlight reel of like, oh, LGBTQIA. And it's like this side sub, you know, like a, you guys get what I'm saying? Like a side, you know, whatever. And it's like, no, like, like I was saying about the whole normal thing, everything is normal. Everything should be viewed and treated, you know, collectively like the same. And so just to share a quick fact, 20% of Americans aged 18 to 34 identify as LGBTQIA+. Um, we need to stop pretending that the LGBTQ community constitute a tiny minority of the population. So like I said, like thinking like it's a sub, like, oh, we wanna make these people feel comfortable. Like, no, they are very, like not even slowly, but they have become, and not even have become, they've always been a yeah. wide, you know, like a, just like every, like a, a, a great community, just like any other community um, in our society and they deserve to be treated as such. So yeah, quick intro. Okay. Um, so we have a question for you, Jari. What advice do you have for queer people who can't decide if they want to come out because it's helpful for them or because it's for easier for other people to grasp, if that makes sense? Mm, that's so good. Um, oh, also, happy Pride Month to all yes, the listeners. Yes, I forgot to <laughs> Yes. Yes, happy Pride Month. Um, what advice would I give? 
Uh, this is this is a tough question. And when I think about this question, I'm thinking like my own personal experience. Um, I never want people to think that, oh, you have to come out, you have to come out, you have to come out. When yeah. I think about all of the challenges, especially um, in our in the in the black community, um, it's a lot of fear with coming out. Um, people are disowned. Um, people may um, be put out of their homes yeah. um, for just living the life that they are um, or who they choose to be. So I don't have a perfect plan. Um, for me, I would say my story was a little like I waited to college. Um, thankful that I had a, a family and communities that, that supported me. Um, so I didn't really have too much, you know, of that disowning or um, the fear. But I think that it took a lot of uh, time for me to really accept myself and be okay with, you know, living my life for me and not everyone, everyone else. Um, so the advice I would have was just keep living the life that you're living, um, being unapologetically you. Um, and that means you don't even have to, if it's just you telling one person, like, I think I told my best friend first, like, girl, you know, this is what it is. Um, those safe spaces where yes. you can be vulnerable and have people that support you. Cause it, it may not even come from family, but having those friends and that close knit, you know, community, you ain't gotta tell, tell all, you can tell a few. Mm -hmm. And that's what I have done. Um, before, you know, I made it a, a big thing. I never did a public thing, but I made, mm -hmm. made sure my family knew first and those that were connected to me um, were next in line to know as well. But I don't have a perfect, you know, plan, a strategy of how people should, you know, come out, so yeah. to say. Um, but I would hope that they are being celebrated and loved and in those spaces where people embrace them um, to be their, you know, their true self. And as they grow, um, they'll get more comfortable with, you know, spreading their truth and, you know, living life without the worry, you know, so yeah. that's what I would say um, for that question, like, live your life, um, and those who are connected to you and that support you, they'll keep being around, and those who are not, let them go, because um, it's your life and live it. <laughs> yes, I love that, like, the one point that keeps ringing in my mind is when you talk, spoke about like those safe spaces, like where it feels safe. And just like any other milestone or like realization in life, like, you know, if, if you want to tell me as a friend, like, oh, like I got this scholarship or, oh, I, you know, whatever. I feel like it's just, it should be the same thing. Like when it comes to sexuality, like you shouldn't feel like, oh, I have to share this because I need to tell you you know my sexuality because that's your person that's your business that's not like just like as a heterosexual woman I don't have to come out on my Facebook and say hi I'm Sierra I'm you know cis hetero no I don't have to do that but if I want to share with my friend my girlfriend like hey girl, I'm talking to this person or whatever that is a safe space I'm just I'm sharing you know something that is personal special to me and that is completely normal and that's how it should be for all people like if you feel you know like you said it's it's there can be a lot of harm and trauma that comes with that coming out and all that stuff it shouldn't be it shouldn't have to be like that if you want to share it with someone like you said someone that's safe to you someone special to you then you you know of course feel free to do so but never feel like you have to you know do like say all this stuff just to make other people feel comfortable around you you know that's just ridiculous so yeah and it's something that always stuck to me my mom always told me like 
if you were ever to come out, you know, tell me first. And mm-hmm. I, that always stuck to me. So when I did, I called her, you know, mm-hmm. my first year of college, like, you know, this is what it is. We cried, we shared tears on the phone. You know, we embraced that moment together. Um, but, you know, whatever, you know, people know, I think people knew before me, uh, but it was all for me to, you know, like really sit in it and realize it for myself and really, you know, deal with those feelings and those pressures and how to navigate life like that. So that was my personal experience with it. Um, and again, I feel like Sierra mentioned and so did Jairi about, about that safe space. We want this safe space to be for everyone. We spoken spoken before earlier about how this is a safe space for people of color and we don't want to exclude anybody in that bracket. That includes LG, the LGBTQ community. And I feel like a lot of times in the African-American community, that is something that is definitely excluded. So we definitely want to make sure in the unmentionable season that we include everybody that is a part of the Black and POC community. Um, so and another thing is we mentioned how our experiences previously in other seasons surrounded by oppression and trauma can affect our mental health, as we know. And even just being Black, that comes with a lot of trauma. And we've spoken about that in our season trauma. As a person who was a part of the LGBT community, I can only imagine the mental health challenges. And I know the mental health challenges that comes apart with it because we're living in a society that doesn't cater, doesn't acknowledge, doesn't even make space for this group of people. And it's it's a very personal and identity, personal, and I don't even know what the sentence is, personal and identity. Part of identity, yeah. Yeah, part of identity. And for the world to not accept that is, I can imagine so much on your mental health because we have that for people who are straight and in the straight community, heterosexuals, that is something that we struggle with anyway, identity and yeah. just life in general. So you have an extra added people, it, it just, yeah, it's an yeah. extra added variable into the mental health. Um, yeah, so that is something that I feel like is really important to understand for people listening who maybe not part of the community is to understand that people, everybody is going through identity crises and trauma and life experiences, but I feel like this is a definitely another added thing that needs to be spoken about. Yeah, and just to share like a quick fact, um, Within the LGBTQ community, individuals, this is a a statistic, this is a a known, factual, reliable study, Um, individuals are more likely to experience a mental illness such as depression or anxiety, and the stigma that surrounds mental illness can keep people from seeking help. And so a recent, to give specifics, a recent study found 61% of individuals have depression, 45% have PTSD, and 36% have an anxiety disorder. Additionally, 40% of transgender individuals have attempted suicide in their lifetime. This is nearly nine times the overall rate in the United States. And so this study shows us that um, individuals from the, you know, identifying, um, you know, within the LGBTQ community, IA community, are more likely to ha- to face a lot of these things that we talk about, you know, regarding mental health and um, just overall wellness. And so we definitely that that was that's really the biggest focus of this episode. One, talking about and pe- talking about and peeling back the layers of why that is into what we all can do as allies and as family members or even you know being in the community yourself what we can do to help shift you know this stigma and um 
yeah, to bring those numbers down because it's, it's heartbreaking. So our question for you, Jairi, um, how does your identity affect your mental health, if at all? Yes. Um, before I answer that question, Sierra, I wanted to comment on those statistics. Yeah. Um, just looking at those, to me, I can I can attest and agree to the fact that those statistics are real. Um, I navigate all kinds of spaces and as a social work um, professional now, yeah. <laughs> um, I see a lot of the, I see a lot of that. Mm. Um, I go to a lot of you know LGBTQ functions and things like that and. Yeah. Um, my people are hurting. My people are, are really going through a lot of different things in life, um, a lot of different challenges, trying to navigate life alone, and then other barriers um, that are, are oppressing them, um, the system, and all of those other things. So just seeing that, it, it hurts my heart, um, and I'm glad that I'm able to speak out and, you know, really tell a different story and a, and a different side of what's going on, because um, I see it. Um, and I just try to encourage and hopefully bring light to those that are around me that, hey, um, you know, um, hopefully I'm bringing hope and inspiration. I've met people from different countries that were like encouraging me to keep pushing my people forward. Um, the trans community, um, most importantly, um, as well. So I think that sometimes we forget about the transgenders as well. Mm -hmm. um, and they also are, you know, a great component of our community too. Mm -hmm. So. I just hope that I'm, you know, you know, just being a great representation, but also, you know, um, advocating, you know, for my people every day and just being present. I feel like that um, just being, you know, visible for others. Mm -hmm. Like I work with students now and I have a couple of LGBTQ students at my uh, internship and I'm just hoping that I'm, you know, inspiring them to keep pushing forward in their dreams and yeah. that you can still do it, you know. Um, despite everything that's going on in the world, which can be a lot, um, but I think that you shouldn't even take in all of the extra stuff that's going on. Um, but yeah, so now to answer your question, mm -hmm. how does your identity affect your mental health? Um, so I don't, I, I would say right now, currently it doesn't affect me. Uh, when I was going through that, trying to figure out exactly what it was and who I wanted to be, I think that's what, that was the most challenging piece um, because I was trying to figure out all of these feelings um, and these emotions. I wasn't talking to nobody. I was just trying to figure out on my own, me and, me and God. Um, and I was just like, am I pleasing God? You know, is, is this, you know, sin or what? I was just going through those feelings and those emotions, you know, crying on Sundays, the gospel and things like that. Um, and I feel like, you know, I was, you know, in a way not being authentic or of who I am as a person. So, um, when you're not living in that, it just feels fake to me. Like, yeah. you know, it feels fake. Um, so that piece, me sharing and being truthful, it allowed me to like feel free. Um, so that, but also when I got to college, I started using my resources and resources and exploring, you know, um, counseling and all those other additional resources and places and spaces that embraced me um, and allowed me to speak up stand out and really, you know, go for things that normal people or, you know, people in my community may be scared at the time to do. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm thankful for my circle and my village because it takes a village yes. <laughs> and a community um, for me to be who I am today. Yeah. And I stand as one, um, but it's 10,000 other people behind me. So I'm thankful for that. But I just think that, you know, really you know really have that circle the community community is that's 
all what I'm about in the village. Yeah. Um, and that's important. Who are the people that you're going to? Who are the people that are uplifting and loving you and supporting you? And are you loving yourself at the, at the same time? Um, but I like to be around places that are building me up, embracing me and sharing space. So be around that, be around love, mm. love. Uh, so yeah. I love that. <laughs> so many things you said to unpack. Um, really but yeah, I feel like similar to how you're thinking and what you're saying, like clearly the four founders, which I'm sure you may know a little bit about it, the four founders of, you know, this whole LGBTQIA movement also understood and knew they understood the assignment when it comes to, <laughs> to, you know, creating this safe space, like really creating this community feel, you know, um, like Jairi talked about, like June, it's Pride Month. And we see all around the world, all these different, I mean, with COVID, you know, things have, things have been, you know, a little different, but even still just um, the visibility. That's another thing you talked about, being able to like create these spaces and make it visible. Like we're in the streets with our flags, you know, whatever it is. Um, and then even you serving, like you said, with working with students um, this summer with your internship, that is visit. like there's so many different, you know, angles and ways that we can just, you know, present um, more just inclusion and, you know, visibility, like you said. And so I just think community um, is so important and it has definitely like moved the, a lot of things forward and not just for LGBTQ. LGBTQIA, but period in life. What is that quote? It's, um, um, you may be able to go uh, quickly by yourself, but you go farther with each other. And so it's always important to be able to lean on whoever it is, even, even if it's people that you don't necessarily know or connect with in real life, but we're still working towards, you know, the same, we're going in the same direction, we're working towards the same things, we value the same things. And I think that is so important for those in the community and then allies, we need to surround, I'm looking at it like a circle, the circle you have your community as allies, we need to surround that circle and make sure we're not letting, you know, anything, we're not the ones, you know, causing, bringing in more negativity and we're um, supporting, you know, our fellow brothers, sisters of earth, of the earth and you know, just protecting them at all costs. So, yeah, yeah I feel like, Oh, go ahead, Jairene, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say this. It was a quote that I seen. It was like, it'd be the most marginalized people that are standing up. Like, for me, I'm marginalized and oppressed, yeah. but I'm also fighting for all of us. So it's yeah. like, how can I win? Like, right. the people that I'm fighting for, sometimes don't even embrace me, but I move with love and, you know, um, with God. So mm. that is the part that really, you know, keeps me going. But um, I'm trying to liberate all of us um at the same time so I feel like when you move in the space of that and just knowing that hey we're all equal and we're all like we have a, a lot of similarities that we we don't even realize um yeah. and that we are all human and just being able to take up space and love on one another to create that space to just really like live and you know it's a lot of it's a lot of systems against us oppression white supremacy all that other thing all the other things that are just trying to you know um, tear us down but you have to recognize those and say is this really you know is this me or is this rooted in white supremacy and all those other systems you know mm -hmm. and I had to tell my mom like why am I doing this what, what is professionalism right um, <laughs> what, what is really right, yeah um, so 
you just have to really look at it holistically and really just what are you contributing and um is it good or like really be reflective and really know you know what are you doing um and how are you pushing your people forward i think that's the most important Um, i was gonna say earlier you talked about um how you felt like it was fake and you earlier talking about your identity and how it affected your identity in previous times I just feel like everyone should understand that everyone is allowed and how we're all the same. We all deserve the opportunity to be our most authentic self. And I feel like a lot of people are not able to do that. And that is such a burden to not be able to be your fully authentic self and being almost literally shunned for being who you feel inside. And I feel like that is like the biggest thing that saddens me is that people can't love everybody just because of who they choose or who they want to be like, at the end of that, I feel like it's not anybody's business. It's not your life. It's not, if everybody should be able to be, you want to be your authentic self, let somebody else be the authentic self. It has nothing to do with you. It has nothing to do with your lifestyle. Let people do what they want to do. And I just feel like it's so sad that people can't accept. And I'm not speaking bad on anybody who, I mean. We are, we're calling you out. Yeah, we're low-key calling you out. We're low-key calling you out. Yeah, we're calling you out because it's really, it doesn't matter. And the whole like, yeah, we're yeah, it's we're we're moving past that. It's yeah. time to let that let those go because everybody deserves we're all equal. Like you said, we're all I know I always quote this, but I love we're not really strangers. And they're the basis of that company is that we're literally all the same. Like we're not as mm-hmm. far apart as we all may seem to be. Like we're very mm-hmm. much very similar. We're all the same inside. So I just feel like that's my biggest thing that I feel like people should understand. And that kind of takes us to like the whole Pride Month and Zero is talking about surrounding and being community and what that looks like. Um, Sierra, do you want to talk a little bit about um, the Pride Month and the LGBTQ community? Yes. Yeah, so as we know, Pride um, overall is a space where people in the LGBT community can, can connect. And so I'm sure there, there's support groups, like I said, and initiative, initiatives and functions and community outreach all around the world um, under this, you know, like community pride LGBTQIA initiative. And so this reduces isolation, creates a togetherness. It increases, like Jerry was talking about visibility, which is so important, especially like you were saying for youth, they need to see like, I'm feeling this way, but I, you know, I don't like even seeing like you were saying, like children, they may not realize like they, you feel isolated. You feel like you're the only one. And that's not the case, but because of the limited visibility, they're not seeing it, but they're feeling it. And so we need to, for our, our youth of today, we need more visibility and just for everyone in general. Um, and it's very powerful to see your identity in the community around you. It validates that we belong, we are loved, we are normal. Um, and it also celebrates the rich history of the LGBTQ community, Pride does. Um, and it includes both pain and celebration. As with a lot of movements we have um, in general, um, me particularly, I can only think of the Black experience, how we're able to like, we just celebrated Juneteenth a few weekends ago, and how we're able to both celebrate and also acknowledge and mourn um, the pain of some of our ancestors. And so similarly, with the with pride, we're able to celebrate and, you know, increases visibility, but also we acknowledge the pain. We acknowledge those numbers, those statistics that we talked about with mental health and suicide rates for those in our transgender community. Those things, we're not gonna just, oh, celebration, no. 
there's also a level of pain that has to be addressed and owned and mentioned, you know, needs to be mentioned, but we can also celebrate um, a lot of the other amazing, beautiful things that are taking place. And so just feeling co connected in a community um, that is linked statistically with positive mental health. And so as Jairi was talking about, like that was something that he's a living testimony that that helped him. Um, like when he, in, in his collegiate experience and even his family and friends, like being able to have that support system and community um, that helped him with his identity and um, mental health. So that's just a little blurb about Pride Month. June is almost over, but similarly with all these other movements, the work does not stop um, just, you know, in this one month, like this is an everyday experience for so many. And so this is an everyday movement. So, yeah. So how do you feel about it being Pride Month? And what have you done this month? It's been so good. <laughs> um, I love the summer, but also like June. I just love like celebrating myself. Like I celebrate every day. So a month doesn't, you know, that doesn't yeah. really do too much for me. But I'm glad that I'm able to live it daily and to still be here, you know, and inspiring people and creating a safe space for others to just live and be and exist. Um, so I'm, I'm thankful, you know, so I'm excited uh, to be Black, gay, a male, and all of those other things that I have. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Yes. <laughs> um, okay, so I have a question for you, Jairi. Um, what would you tell people, and this is for, I guess, the listeners who are not a part of this community, maybe might shy away from mom no mommy okay they might shy away from this conversation or this topic what would you say to people who want to be helpful supportive but aren't sure what to say don't want to do the say the wrong thing what would you say to those people who want to help but don't know you know right and i feel like there's a lot of lot of things that are well intentioned mm -hmm. but they don't follow through you know i feel like it's it's like it was good. It was a good idea, but uh, a couple of steps were missing. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I love the, you know, the, the great intention thoughts, but if it's not, you know, delivered well, it, it defeats the purpose. Um, so for me, I'm just thinking like, huh, I don't have a how-to for nobody, but I would yeah. say do your research. Um, I think it's, a, we have the internet, we have a lot, like, we can literally look up a lot of things, you know, with our fingertips, and, and that's just so, that's such a blessing, um, but I would say, do your research, you know, if you have these questions, I know if I don't know everything, I don't know everything, I'm looking it up, I'm looking it up, we have so much information available, um, ask questions, I feel like sometimes people don't want to say the wrong thing, but I feel like yeah. if it's, well-intentioned and you're really curious and you want to know ask those questions I'd rather you ask it to me and then you automatically assume and think it's, it's that so ask me like hey Jari um I really don't know the you know if this right or you know what what advice would you like ask me or you know ask people like really know your um your community your village and if you're curious ask those questions sometimes we have to be vulnerable and um if we don't know we don't know yeah um so ask those questions but make sure it's well-intentioned the tone is delivered right and that you're really coming out of like curiosity and concern and not causing more harm yeah um as well so really making sure that you are like doing your research and really like being well-intentioned like really like really 
coming from love mm-hmm. and embracing people because if you come to me like hey i had a question about this i don't know and i'm just like okay um yeah. You know, I can help direct you to the answer. I may not know everything and I'm, I'm not an expert, but I can help, you know, share my personal experience and then also maybe even direct you to somebody that may know more than me. Mm-hmm. Um, but really creating those spaces where you can like learn and then it's okay to not know, but don't be ignorant. Um, so yeah, that's all I say. Just do your research, ask people around you, you know, also observe, you know, and be, mm-hmm. you know look at things and really be curious but also like come with I want to know because I'm concerned you know and not just I want to be judgmental and you know nasty about it so yeah 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 and I love what she said like you said very early on do your research let's just unpack that for a minute <laughs> because no but seriously we see this in so many different sectors of current in this current society and honestly i'm just here to tell you that there's no excuse like sydney said we have google spring at our fingertips and google is just like the over hierarchy there you have the public library you have wikipedia like there's i mean this is there's so many plat i mean seriously there's so many platforms individualized instruction you guys know i'm a teacher individualized instruction that is the thing you can individually seek out these resources. You don't need to ask Jari, what do I, I mean, you, you just, you, like, it's, it's honest, it's a, it's an insult. Um, and specifically, I, even though I'm, I'm an ally of the LGBTQIA community. And so I can't hundred percent speak to that frustration in that regard, but I know I, the regard I can speak for is my black experience and how a lot of times we're made to feel like we have to educate and we have to give you these resources and we have to no this is public record knowledge you know pick up a book there's so many different books on both topics go search on google you know and then from there when if you approach diary or anyone then you're seeking perspective. Then you're you're there to hold space for them. Then you're there to maybe get, you know, a, another edge up on whatever it is that you already laid the foundation for for yourself. But no, it's no one's job to educate you on anything. Public knowledge, public records, do your work, do the, like he said, do the research um, as an ally. And then from there, I feel like, you know, like you said, then, then you can say that you have good intentions. You don't have good intentions of just, oh, yeah. Like, you know, no, no. Or, I've had a couple of gay people in my family, or my best friend is gay. Like, that's <laughs> not enough for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Really do the work. Yeah. And then also, like, huh, I'm not, like, I'm, I'm a social worker, but I'm not, I'm not a teacher. Like, I don't, I'm not going to be able to provide you with that information 24 seven. That's draining to me because it's yeah. like, that's not my job. Like, um, so if I'm taking up my time trying to explain, you know, why I matter, why I should be valued and why, you know, that um, being a decent human being um, is that like, that, that's not my place. So do you, do what you have to do, you know? Um, yeah, like, that's not my job. <laughs> I second everything that y'all said, and I 100% agree. I just feel like there's just so much importance in informing ourselves. 
And once we, once we inform ourselves and more people become informed, that's when change starts happening, resources start to become available. And that's where, because talking about it is good and awareness is good, but it really comes in when change, physical change starts being, starts to happen. So when policies start to get changed, when, like I know I've spoke, what'd you say, Jari? Oh, I was going to say, okay, because I'm just uh, my time at um, my institution where I had to, you know, advocate, oh, excuse me, advocate at the table with a lot of, you know, my LGBTQ peers and um, um, professional staff and things like that. And we had to really, you know, let them know what was going on. You know, they're sitting in their offices, you know, getting paid and we're just like, People are leaving the school because they don't feel safe. They don't mm. feel valued. They don't feel heard. Um, and that needs to change. Um, so there's a need. And I'm just like, you know, how can I use my voice? So I'm definitely glad that I've been able to use my platforms, my positions on campus, and just being in the room. Like, you don't have to be in big organizations to make change happen. I'm yeah. glad that my institution has an LGBTQ a center now mm. um so that's that's big um, for HBCU to have that <laughs> on campus so I'm thankful for mm. that but just being able to be in the rooms where real change is happening um I love being instrumental in my work I don't have to be on the main you know the scene or anything but I know yeah. that I'm being a part of great conversation and pushing you know um, the community forward and just also people so they can feel safe um, and just being visible like that was my thing like I did everything just to be visible um, and create that safe space for people to be like hey I can do that or you know I ain't never thought of that I was putting myself on the line I didn't even know what I was doing um, but I'm glad that I had people that supported me and friends and things like that like hey you can do it and I did it and I met a, I met a lot of great people <laughs> and I'm so thankful for those people um but yeah definitely ANT has built me uh, so 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 well and I've been able to you know do a lot of great things and also I still have a lot lot to do in the world so I'm just I'm just sorry I'm just sorry and my journey is beginning and I'm excited for what's left um and what's in store over my life so yeah that's what I have to say on that <laughs> <laughs> Um, I had one last thing I wanted to say really quickly before we wrap this up. I just thought of it. I saw a post on Instagram a while ago now, but it was like posting a, a square or you're reposting your Instagram post is cute, but until you're addressing your homophobic family members and addressing people who are speaking bad, that's when that we're talking about the change and informing people. That's where the, I guess, not necessarily the change, but I guess making more people aware of it and correcting people who are wrong because that's where I feel like it makes a difference. I feel like, and I've, I've had those conversations with people. Somebody says something, I'm just like, mm. and I'm not an expert. I don't know everything, but if, if someone isn't in my space and they're not, they're not coming correct. If you're an, an actual ally, you are that person. If nobody else is in the room saying anything, you need to, um, excuse me. No, that's, that's not gonna, no. And, and some people might not even come from a bad place or a bad, they just are uneducated, ignorant, or whatever the case may be, whatever the situation is, it's your responsibility. Maybe not responsibility, maybe that's a little bit too harsh, but I feel like it should be kind of your responsibility to step up and correct those who are speaking ill or speaking are not educated. And so yeah, that's what I wanted to say because I feel like a lot of work these days, whether it's for black people, LGBT, it's very performative and just for show. And we need to, we're, we need to pass that. 
need to upgrade from posting a square and that's good i'm not saying that's wrong but there's other stuff that needs to be done and that's yes. me done my little spiel yes so this has been such a great conversation um we've definitely set the tone for the season there's just no way that you can not have these discussions without pouring your full authentic self into them um, and being willing to be vulnerable. And so we thank you, Jari, for always being vulnerable on our show and just willing to have these conversations, um, sharing your personal experience. So before we close out, um, I felt like this question would be very, just honestly, it's just so beautiful um, to answer, specifically talking about this topic. And so the question is, how have you come to love your whole self? And then the two part to that, after you answer that, what advice would you give to someone struggling with this? Just so good. Um, how have I come to love my whole self? That's the daily, daily struggle thing, you guys. Like self-love is so important. Um, I'm loving the flaws, um, all of it, the ugly, the good, and all of that. So that's the daily thing for me where I'm just looking in the mirror like, I'm beautiful, I'm love. I'm saying affirmations and I'm being positive about it. And I'm, you know, trying to change things that I'm like, Jar, mm, you deserve better, you're worthy. Um, so that's a daily thing where you have to really like, what are you deserving of? Um, what do you know that you need in your life and things like that? Like really just learning you and really like knowing your worth, you know, like really like, what did you allow in the past that, mm, did, was that was that really out of love or you really loving yourself in that moment or was that like you know something that just was crazy so I'm just daily like loving myself like not being so hard on myself not trying to be perfect uh um that's so good like really not trying to be uh, perfect being human and really like just sitting in it like I love myself just because I am loved and I look good this morning like you know just telling yourself <laughs> great things and because when you have self-love like you see like everything so so differently and yeah. then also you can see you recognize that some people don't even have the love for themselves um and I think that's the that's the thing that I'm like dang like why are they doing that you know and I'm just like yeah I don't want that <laughs> um and what advice would I get someone struggling with this like just take time for you I feel like isolation is so good for me like where I'm able to just like take pause take your pause and be alone with myself um to really like I'm, I'm such a giver that sometimes I overextend and I just be so available for everyone else that I have to take time for myself so really what what do y'all really need what do I need in this moment um are my are my needs fulfilled and you know um yeah just taking time like I, I do things that's for me self-care is definitely important I'm trying to sustain in life. I'm trying to sustain in my profession and everything like that. I don't want to uh, let the work be the death of me, okay? Um, <laughs> so I want to make sure that I'm just loving myself completely and actually having boundaries um, so that I'm not doing too much. Like, sorry, take a break, take a pause. Don't reply to that email until Monday. <laughs> uh, do what I have to do to really, you know, really create those boundaries. I can't talk right now, you guys. I just don't feel like talking, you know, mm -hmm. really creating that space to like, it's not personal, but it's personal for me because I need that. And um, 
I had to learn like boundaries had to be in place because people gonna take 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 mm. okay uh if there's no limits I had to yeah. you know make sure that I put those in place and also remove myself from places where I'm not valued or I don't even like I'm always giving 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 I'm not getting nothing yeah. um, in return so that's all I would say just learn to love yourself I read a lot of self-help books mm. I read a lot of um I listen to a lot of podcasts that really create spaces to just coming back home on your home journey mm. um this podcast that I'm on right now is definitely one of those um, places and spaces that embraces um, the journey as well as others. So look into what you need, um, mm-hmm. counseling and things like that. Use your resources. Uh, and if you don't know, ask somebody because I'm sure that they um, have some resources. You know, you never know until you ask. Yeah. So just, you know, be you and figure out what you need. What are your needs? Um, and how can you make sure that they are met? Yeah, so that's what it is. And then asking for help if you don't know. Mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes I'm like, I don't want to ask for help. Ask for help. Because yeah. <laughs> we all need help at some point in our lives. Yeah. So that's what I would say. Love that. <laughs> yes, Jairi. I love that because one of, the favorite, one of my favorite things you said was... Um, I can't do that right now. I, and that's my favorite line to say to people, just because sometimes you have to put yourself first. Sometimes you just can't, you just can't. But um, to conclude this episode, um, we are going to start a new segment that Sierra and I want to implement moving forward. And basically what we're going to do, we want to connect more with you guys and want you guys to connect more with us. So we're going to be sharing something that we've been struggling mental health why the mental health challenge um and how we combated that so Sierra do you want to start to share to start and share your mental health challenge and how you combated it sure and just I just wanted to mention also for the week we're going to share because we, we we record weekly or our episodes our podcast airs weekly um except for the two weeks that we're off season um but yeah so we're going to share every week yes so um this week y'all this week and it wasn't a bad week but um one thing that I found repetitive really this week that I was dealing with um feeling anxious something I struggle with anxiety and um so I'm not gonna I we'd be here all day if I were to touch on a very specific example but just know that I, I experience quite a bit of anxiousness um just in general and so something new that I've been doing to help combat that. And then also I tried it, I hope this isn't too vulnerable, but I tried this very, the same tactic um, dealing with menstrual cramps and it also helped, I was so surprised. But um, mindful breathing. And so this is something that they also recommend for childbirth pains. And so it helps with emotional pain and physical pain. And so for me, anxiety is, it can be painful because I don't wanna feel this way. You know, I don't wanna, feel all anxious it's it's painful to experience a form of pain and so something that I've been doing is I'll right when I right when I feel it right when it's to the point where I'm like okay I need to do something like what do I need to do I do a deep the deepest breath I can I can do in that moment um and just let it go and it's very simple I don't sometimes I will one practice that I'll do that's specific, I'll put my hand over my um, heart and my hand over my navel. And then you 
breathe in and you push on your stomach and then when you breathe out, you release it. And so that's something specific I do, but in general, just breathing period in those moments. Um, and so, like I said, I did it when I was anxious. And then also this week I did it for menstrual cramps and it worked. I was shook. I did not, I've never done that. I've never tried to breathe through those, but breathing through those moments or any moment of uncomfortability or pain really does wonders. So it just recenters you. And so that would be my um, challenge and tip or yeah, how I combated that challenge. That would be mine for the week. What about you, special guest? So mine for the week would have to be, I had a little, a, a little taste of imposter syndrome. Mm. Mm. Post-grad, that's real, y'all. Um, so I had a, I've had like a, I'm, I'm at an internship right now and I serve youth and families, children right now. And I had to step in on the thing to use my social work skills <laughs> on some things. And I was just like, am I qualified to do this? You know, am I, and I really was like, really trying to figure out like, you know, am I supposed to be here and things like that really questioning like my abilities my knowledge and my experience you know yeah. um in a, in a situation that was serious so I had to really realize that Jari you've been doing this work mm -hmm. you know this is not new to you um you have experience you have uh, a wealth of knowledge um on the things that you have studied and um, actually have seen face to face so I really had to tell myself like like you're meant to be here like you, you know that you are deserving and you're worthy and you have the education and knowledge and experience to you know offer um a professional advice or comment or anything like that so I really had to really like say things like yeah I'm doing it because I'm, I'm meant to be here because if I wasn't I wouldn't have been hired and I'm glad mm -hmm. that I've been able to you know realize that hey I'm really working doing the social work stuff and I just feel like sometimes when you're in in it you're just like do I have the answer and I had to realize like sometimes I don't have the answers all the time and that's okay like but I can seek consultation from my you know my mentors and mm -hmm. people that are in the field or you know people that have um, a wealth of experience as well to be like hey I'm not too sure of this you know how would you go about it and when it's serious things regarding like um, children and families and things like that that's serious. Like, I don't want to contribute to um, the system of harm and then also not even like, you know, taking away kids and things like that. So I had to go through something like that where I was like, you know, let me sit in and let me observe and really use my skill sets to really see if this is a serious matter and what are my next steps and what are my mandated responsibilities um, for this particular um experience so mm -hmm. I'm glad I was able to navigate that and I learned like hey I got this like I've been doing this for a minute now and yeah that was the thing that I was like hey I got this I've been blessed I manifested these moments in my life and I'm just really embracing them like wow <laughs> like I prayed for this um I really did and God has been fulfilling and he has been doing everything that you know that he has that he has promised and then another thing like faith like where i'm just like waking up some days like trying to read my devotional i'm like trying to keep that headspace of like let me pray today let me you know let me read my things of like sometimes having faith in things that, like god is going to provide no matter what and i don't have to worry because he's going to do his job and i always think about like the like the animals on earth they're still being provided they're still being provided for 
So why am I worried yeah. about things that shouldn't matter? The birds are still flying dead. Yeah. The squirrels are still climbing trees. That's a <laughs> and everything else. So I just think about that like, God got me, period. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. That's so powerful. Thank you for sharing, Jari. So what about you, Sid? Um, I would say the thing that I was struggling this week is getting in a routine um, and feeling very unmotivated. Sometimes I just wake up and I'm just not feeling it. I'm just like, I want to get up. I want to do yoga. I want to meditate. I want to, but my body says no. So something that I have been doing to combat that or to help me with that. And my friend actually sent me a TikTok about this. So shout out to my friend Nana because really her tip. But um, what I do basically is have three morning routines, one for high energy, one for mid energy and one for low energy so that you always have a routine to go to. So you don't feel like you're falling behind. If you don't say if your high routine is get up, do yoga, eat breakfast, put a makeup on, whatever on your low day, you don't feel like you have to reach to that standard you have, but you have a routine that's maybe a little less active, but it's still something to get you moving and get you through the morning day or the evening routine, whatever. So that's something that I've been doing to kind of get me through those mornings. I'm just not, not up to it, not feeling it. So yeah, that's my tip for, for that, my weekly challenge. I love that. I might have to implement that. That's really it's a good one. Yeah. I never thought of it. It's really good. Love that. Well, we've come to the end of a great episode. Thank you so much, Jairi, for being willing again to be vulnerable, like we said, and um, help us create this safe space for all people. Um, and yeah, anyone else have any closing words before we go? I don't have any closing words, but I will say this. Um, thanks for the opportunity to be back again, two times, period. Yes. <laughs> um, to just share my personal experience and hopefully help you know, those along the journey of just, you know, loving and embracing themselves and just being present in the moment. So I'm thankful for this space where I can be able to be vulnerable um, and be transparent on my yeah. journey and, you know, just give my perspective. Uh, I thank y'all for, you know, just being well-intentioned and also delivering so well um, to share and, you know, just being, you know, supportive and everything. So I love that for y'all. And I love y'all for having me here and also just doing the great work. So I'm proud and I love it. Yes. Thank <laughs> you so much. I'm sure you'll be back on the yeah. show. Um, and yeah, make sure for all the listeners, um, we'll have all of the information on the show and on our special guests in our show notes. Um, just please make sure that you leave us a rating, a review. You can just search our podcast, scroll all the way down to the bottom and you can leave us a five-star rating preferably and a review. And that will really help push our show out to the masses and to get more people um, an opportunity to listen to our podcast. So yeah. It's living, in with, it's living within the stigma for me. There you <laughs> Love it. Okay. Bye, everybody. Bye, guys. Have a good week.